Hello and welcome to The Bright Side, a podcast endorsed by the internet <laughs> as the best 20 minutes five stars. you could spend. Five stars. <laughs> Better than anything we've ever heard. Uh, that's what the internet said. Um, no, I just made that up. I'm Joel Hunter and I'm here with uh, my father, Dr. Joel Hunter. Hello. And to Paradox. Paradox. Oh, I like that. Pair of docs. Pair of docs. That's I, right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have uh, one doctorate, and uh, Pop has 11. And, uh, I, <laughs> you got the one that counts. You I, got an MD. I keep waiting. I've, I've got a lot of initials Pop's that nobody at, knows what they he's mean. At, he's at the stage where different universities will call and be like, can we give you more another doctorate? We would, <laughs> we'd be honored if you would accept a doctorate, uh, which is which is how you know you've arrived. Because uh, the first one is which you've so hard. Yeah, uh, yeah it is. They, they really make you work hard for that one. Uh, and then the rest – and then once you – uh, once you start hanging out with Obama all the time, uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden they're like, we, right. we want this guy to be associated with us. Oh, yeah. Um, so we are uh, in a three-part series. Uh, yes. And this would be the third part. Uh, if it were this a, a day of meals, this would be dinner. <laughs> uh, we've done breakfast and lunch on stress. Uh, and, and now we're going to talk about stress, uh, not how common it is, uh, not necessarily ways to uh, fix it, uh, if you want to know how to do those, that was the uh, that was the breakfast and lunch. Those were the last two episodes. Uh, this one's about um, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and if you are someone who uh, uses stress as a slingshot instead of yes, a, oh good a, good analogy. Uh, and thank you. Instead of a, an anchor, I Ooh. added. Uh, it's getting better. Yep. If you're using stress as a hat. <laughs> Dead of a pair of Invisalign Oops. braces. Uh, <laughs> uh, but right. uh, so so how how do how do people do that? I mean, because I feel like if you can communicate how to turn stress into uh, something that helps you achieve more, you will really solve a lot of problems well, for a lot of people. I, I so I read this book called The Upside of Stress. Uh, it's by Kelly. Uh, I th I think her name is. Uh, Maganisol or something like that. You can look it up. I mean, yeah, everybody can Google well, this. That sounds right. Uh, but, but <laughs> <laughs> hello, I'm Kelly Maganisol. <laughs> she wasn't sure. <laughs> my, my, she wasn't my, sure. My, I wrote it down, but then I had to correct the spelling, and now I can't, I can't read that's through really, my scribbles. That's really great. <laughs> well, so what and, did she say? But but there's all of these fascinating things. I mean, let me, let me just just reel a, a few off, and then you can kind of just uh, chime in and and uh, add the color commentary. Um, but she said, for example, in 2006, um, the, um, they did a survey and that the, of the people they surveyed, stress increased the risk of death, increased the risk of death 43%, but only for those who believe stress is harmful. It was the reverse for those who believed stress is helpful. This is a Yale study, by hmm. the way. <clears throat> those... Um, for example, those who have a positive attitude on on um, the getting old, um, mm -hmm. and these are my peeps, <clears throat> have a um, a record of uh, an average of living seven point six years longer. Hmm. Now, to put that in perspective, you can live four years longer if you 
exercise and stop smoking. So, <laughs> so this is a big deal. Um, and so the, the attitude that you have um, when you're addressing these things um, is, uh, is really important. Um, and, and basically what she was saying was that those who engage the challenge of stress in a good way um, have really good results. Um, the um, the motivation uh, stress provides meaning. The, the highest stress things in our lives um, are the things that are most meaningful. Yeah. Raising kids, highest stress thing in our life, most meaningful. Hmm. Um, our careers, our activities, all are high stress, all are high meaning. Um, um, the achievement that we seek, those nations that are the highest stress throughout the world, mm -hmm. they measured stress levels throughout the nations, the nations that were the highest stressed also had the highest GDPs, um, they had the highest life expectancy, they had the highest quality of life hmm. uh, from those high stress levels. Um, and because uh, the the other side of stress is that it's um, it bad has, news for Jamaica. And, uh, well, yeah, very, they were naming some of those. Very laid back culture. Yeah, some of those. Yeah, that's yeah a, don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, not not so much, not so long. Yeah, that's no. really that's really something. But that everything that you're saying uh, – it makes sense um, from I, I was every time I talk about it from the medical perspective, I always feel like I'm crow, crowbarring it in. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Is... but it makes sense from a medical perspective because um, there are going to be stressors with an O uh, in in life, uh, and and they are they're necessary for growth. What happens uh, with chronic stress is that we are uh, obsessing over stuff that is uh, lingering and, and chronic and, and we're not going to be able to do anything about it. An email inbox is a great example. Mm. If you're lucky, you only get 10 new emails a day. Uh, if, you're, if you're normal, you get 50 new emails a day. Uh, and there's going to be several of them that are stressful. And it doesn't matter how many times, how rigorous your routine is mm -hmm. to click through the emails. Uh, it's, always, it's a never-ending source of, of chronic stress. Um, but all this stuff that she's talking about, uh, Kelly more thorough. Uh, <laughs> she, um, she's, she's talking about all this stuff that you are, you're taking a, a chronic, my favorite is when mom can't, <laughs> she can't hold it together. <laughs> um, Your mother really thinks you're funny. <laughs> I know, it makes me really happy. Um, but she's, she's talking about using, that was a, that was a, uh, uh, phone that was Siri. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> I don't know either. That's probably um, but, from my uh, pocket. I feel like it's a, it, is your Siri speaking it is German? My pocket. Uh, it was. Did it say Reichstag? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to turn it off. Though. Siri, um, you're going. If so, I'm mildly worried about that. Um, but anyway, it. Uh, she's talking about when you use. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to turn I'm you here. off. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, sorry, nagging, sorry, listeners, nagging friend. Um, so <laughs> we just um, lost a star on but, our radio. But she's uh, uh, the internet said that was a ribald exchange <laughs> between man and machine. Five out of five stars. Um, so the uh, uh, but she's talking about when you use stress, the way stress was meant to be used. The yeah. reason it exists, the reason that reaction, the reason that uh, we release noradrenaline in response to these things is so that we can have an acute burst of stress that lets us overcome an obstacle that would otherwise That's be right. too difficult. Uh, and, and then we 
we can do that. Um, it's just if you have this chronic stuff that sticks around all the time. But it sounds like that's the idea of, of what's, what's the name of it? Is using stress to is, is, using stress to do the, cool stuff? Well, no. The, the title of the book is, uh, I've got it right here. <clears throat> Where was that? Okay. The upside of stress. The upside of stress. The upside of stress. Yeah, because the upside of stress, um, <clears throat> if you if you need to jump over a fence because there's a dog chasing you, that's a big upside to stress. I yeah. mean, and, uh, and that same stuff exists for stuff that we do with, with other tasks, um, but it's using it to accomplish that rather than uh, just constantly obsess over well, it and both stuff of you us. can't do anything Here's about. The, the physical principle here, Joel, you do all the time, and so do I. Um, um, but we put our bodies through stress in order to make them stronger. Mm. Um, you do a routine that I could not possibly do, and that is you stay in ice water for I don't know how long and then go into the sauna for I don't know how long. Um, yeah. Tell us about that. It's very uncomfortable. <clears throat> uh, it is, and what uh, that does, but uh, what it does. Well, when you, when you go into an ice bath, <laughs> uh, what's, what's great about that is um, you, you can't – you couldn't think about your email inbox if you tried to. Uh, all your body is doing is going, live, survive. Uh, you, it's this, it's this um, overwhelmingly primal stress, uh, stress hormone release, uh, and it increases the level of those, all those hormones to this enormous degree. Uh, and what that does is the chronic inflammation that's in your body gets wiped out and it you know, kind of resets. Um, it, you know, you're getting resensitized to the stuff that you should rather than just having this chronic uh, this chronic stress stuff sit around all the time. Um, hot saunas are the are the the same same thing. It's an, it's another side of the same coin. Uh, it it does all the same stress hormone release and all that. Um, and uh, and so as as you do that stuff, uh, it is really amazing though uh, how uh, similar it feels to a really good workout mm -hmm. uh, or uh, mm -hmm. to a really good night's sleep. Or it, it's really difficult to feel stress after that. Um, if people are trying to figure out, you know, a good way to start into that, I'd recommend starting on the sauna side of things because uh, um, it's much easier to sit in a sauna for 20 minutes. Um, they're hot. They're really hot, though. They, you know, a sauna is 180 degrees, oh between goodness. 180 and 185. Um, and, uh, and so when you first get in there, you're like, I can't do this. Uh, but uh, but then, you, uh, and then you start projectile sweating everywhere, and then your body tries to cool <laughs> you down. Uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, that, that, that does all the same stuff and, and releases that, that, same, that same stress hormone um, level because you need acute stress. Uh, the, the remedy— for chronic stress is acute stress, um, and yeah. uh, and so good. the oh, that's uh, good. That's and good. so the way to the way to handle that is is to you know put yourself into acute stress that will a accomplish that thing that's been hanging over you that you're yeah. that you're worried about. Um, it's it's actually forcing yourself to overcome that thing, um, and uh, and then the stuff that um, the stuff that you can't do anything about. Uh, it's it's about not living in futures that don't exist yet, um, and and it's really really. I mean, that's one of those things. It's really sounds like well, yeah, of course. Um, but if you're a human, you know how difficult it is if you're worried about something in the future to not live there. Uh, and yeah. and uh, we talked a little bit about this in the first episode about stress, but um, no human mind can handle the weight of the five different alter alternate realities that might happen in the future. Only one of them is going to happen, and you don't know which one. And, and it's it's such a waste of mental energy to try to deal with all of that at once. Let me let me give you an illustration <clears throat> about, about the truth that you're talking about right now. 
uh, actually, two. What, what, when you're talking about this, it it brings to mind a scripture. Everything brings to mind a scripture for me. But there's a scripture that says, "Count it all joy, uh, my brothers and sisters, when you when you encounter various trials, because." They will, and then there's a series of things that they produce, and one of them is perseverance. And so stress produces resilience, um, and and part of this this book was a um, a note that Teresa Benincourt, who is the Harvard, um, she's connected with Harvard Public Health, um, and she spent time in Sierra Leone with um, child soldiers. This is in 2002. Uh, child soldiers uh, that had been um, abducted, um, uh, made into child soldier, soldiers, um, used as human shields, uh, as sex slaves. Um, they had been forced to kill family members or commit rape. Um, and you, th- you would think, just because of how we think in this country— that that would have so ruined their lives that they wouldn't have been functional for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. What they found was these kids were actually resilient uh, after they had been freed from that hor- those horrible events <clears throat> because they were able to see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. They were survivors, yeah. and they could see problems for what they were. They're just problems. Mm-hmm. After you've been through something like that, uh, you know, uh, it's— they're, they're, everything else is kind of put in perspective. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that the, one of the points this book makes is that these horrible events that we may go through don't need to ruin our lives. Mm-hmm. They can, they literally can make us stronger. Yeah. Um, and, and there's two benefits that she talked about. <clears throat> One, she released. She talked about the release of oxytocin in your in your brain, uh-huh. which which um, um, gives you empathy and connection with other people. Uh, it kind of banishes fear. It, it put me in mind of another scripture: "Perfect love casts out fear," mm-hmm. um, because because when you have those connections, you're not as afraid. Yeah. Um, she also talked about serotonin. Uh, maybe you can explain this and the the positive effect that that had on perception and intuition and self-control and so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, ser- you know, serotonin is the, <clears throat> it's the, the most famous of, uh, e- even if it's, uh, it, it, it's part of a, a family of neurotransmitters that regulate how we deal with all this stuff. But serotonin is the most famous because that's the one that, uh, you know, the original Prozac, uh, when, that, when that was first, uh, when that was kind of this revolutionary thing, it's an SSRI, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. Uh, because and, and what it would do is it would it, it would leave it for longer without you know uh, doing the reuptake of it, uh, so you could have more of it. But it's supposed to be related to to mood. Um, all of those things. Uh, there is such a complicated eighty ingredient soup happening uh, with the neurotransmitters in your brain uh, that we we really. Uh, we really don't understand it. Uh, it, and and by don't understand it, I mean uh, we can make observations on how it works. And if there's too much of this or too little of this, uh, or or this activity releases this one, um, but we we really are. I mean, it's like caveman um, looking at a computer uh, and just grunting and realizing if they hit this key, then this thing happens. Um, but the understanding of what actually is going on in the hardware and software inside there, we're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. Uh, quote that um, if the if the brain was uh, simple enough to understand itself, then it wouldn't be able to. Um, which I feel like uh, 
Somebody just smoked a lot of marijuana. <laughs> I know that. Sounds, <laughs> I mean, that sounds a, like there's a, a nearly hundred percent chance that the guy who said that was wearing a tie dye shirt uh, <laughs> and smelled pretty bad. Um, but but the point is, you know, we can't our, our brain can't understand itself, but we know enough to know what stuff helps uh, and 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 have a general idea of what uh, neurotransmitter and hormone levels being higher or lower. Uh, does. Uh, but then we have to translate that into, okay, so let's do this thing. A great example of that is exercise. Um, mm. It's um, probably just after sleep uh, and just before diet, exercise is the most mood stabilizing activity yeah. that you can do. Um, it's it's the number one recommendation uh, when people uh, have anxiety or when they're when they're um, dealing uh, depression PTSD all the all the the whole slew of things that um, just decrease your quality of life because your neurotransmitters are out of whack um, which is just as much of an illness as something like diabetes yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or lupus or anything where, where you just you're producing the wrong amounts of the of the ingredients that make your body function perfectly. Um, and so the way that you know the way that they the number one way they say to do that one is sleep and then the other one is like, Go run on a treadmill, yeah. which is, I mean, it's it's such a, a hilariously imprecise, like, yeah, just go run till you feel like you're going to throw up uh, and you'll be amazed at what it does. And But it actually it works. It does, yeah. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's, it's another example of that idea of acute stress, you know, fixing that stuff. Um, and it'd probably be good if we did an episode sometime on procrastination and why that's such a, a joy killer because I feel like if if we're looking for a finger to you know what should we who should we point the finger at for why do why does chronic stress exist if it's so obvious that acute stress fixes it I think that I think the answer is procrastination oh, most of the time that's good uh, and let's so, do that next time yeah we should um um our research well, department you know is right here. Or maybe like the time after that. Okay. That was a procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I bet. If the brain was simple enough to understand, <laughs> it wouldn't even be able to. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> Has a man ever swam faster than a shark? Uh, <laughs> so uh, do you have any... any uh, Closing thoughts. Any, any. Uh, we we can end this now, or we can do another minute and a half well, to no, I, fix I, stress. I, I I think that in at least in our family's DNA, we have been taught to kind of embrace the stress. It, it doesn't mean it's pleasant, but I've we've always tried to tell you guys, hunters are good under stress. Mm -hmm. It's what we do. Yeah. Um, and I personally need enough stress to overcome my penchant uh, to just want to sit in a chair. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very glad for enough stress to get motivated uh, to do something important so that when I look back over my life, I won't have wasted uh, my life with just, you know, furthering it away. Yeah. And that, that self-fulfilling prophecy that you guys kind of spoke into existence of, you know, you you deal, uh, you do better under pressure. Um, it's a really helpful thing, I think, for people listening, for you guys listening, that uh, the, the idea of that's something you can choose to bring to the table. I perform better um, under pressure uh, because the, the truth is it really is built to help you perform better, you know, to focus yeah. more um, and you, you do that better with stress. When I'm driving, I, I, I will have a live snake in the car. Poisonous. 
and the level of attention I have to the road right. is legend. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for our stress episodes. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back next time for the Bright Side Podcast, number one podcast on the internet. All right, bye.